Crime Hive. Crime Hive. True Crime Buzz. Hey, true crime fans, it's Dev with Crime Hive, and I've got to say I'm pretty darn excited right now because this is our first podcast. We're super excited to have you on. The first episode we're going to cover today is going to be on an infamous serial killer named Israel Keys. Now, not a lot of people know who Israel Keys is, but a lot of investigators have really dubbed him as the most meticulous serial killer in American history. So we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about why he was dubbed that and really get into these crimes, these these heinous crimes that he committed all over the nation, possibly internationally. So this first podcast is going to be really talking about the victims. And the reason I'm going to start here is because the FBI has actually just released new evidence in this case. There are 11 drawings of skulls that Israel Keys drew in his own blood. FBI thinks that Israel made those drawings and is kind of playing a cat and mouse game with them essentially, but they believe that those 11 drawings are his victims. There may be more. But what we know is what I'm going to talk about, the victims we do know about, and then kind of speculate on some of these other potential victims and where those victims might have been killed. We just don't know enough because ultimately Israel Keyes committed suicide in his jail cell when he was captured. He was starting to divulge information to the FBI and he ended up slitting his wrists and hanging himself from bed sheets in his jail cell. He did write a suicide note. However, there weren't really any investigative leads to help investigators in any other cases. Now, we're going to start with the victims we know for sure. There are three victims that are officially tied to Israel Keys, and then there's possibly a fourth that we're going to talk about as well. So first thing, the first victims included these people in Vermont. It was Bill and Lorraine Courier. Now, These two, this was a couple in Essex, Vermont. They were murdered June 8th, 2011 by Israel. And what happened was, this is an example of how meticulous he was. He actually had what he called a kill kit or a a cache, if you will, of of weapons, tools, money, um, items to dispose of bodies with in these buckets that he placed all around the nation. Now, these buckets were buried and he would return to these when he was ready to carry out another murder. So two years before the murder of his his first confirmed victims that we know about, Bill and Lorraine Courier, he had this kill, this kill cache or kill kit, if you will, buried two years before. He digs it up and on June 8th, 2011, he sets out to their home and this is at night he's wearing a headlamp he's got a backpack he is ready to enter their home and and just murder them viciously so what happens is he breaks a window in the back he finds his way in goes to their bedroom and blitzes them he actually terms that he actually says the name blitz when he attacks these victims so he he zip ties them 
and he takes him in his vehicle to an abandoned house that he had scouted out before. Again, lots of planning. He just was so conscientious about making mistakes that he just planned every little detail. So what happened is he, as he's taking Bill and Lorraine to this abandoned house, he tells them it's a ransom and he just wants money. He tries to get their pin number and their ATM cards and takes them to this abandoned place. Bill is in the basement tied to a stool. Uh, Lorraine tried to escape at one point, uh, but Israel was able to capture her and, and take her upstairs where unfortunately she was brutally sexually assaulted and strangled. Now, we believe that it's possible Israel may have even sexually assaulted Bill. He wouldn't get into that. And he ultimately shot Bill with a silenced handgun and then took their bodies, placed them into trash bags, put a bunch of debris on top of them. And what's crazy is this home was abandoned. So it was ultimately demolished and their bodies were never found. So Bill and Lorraine were most likely taken to the nearby junkyard dump site and investigators combed through that area and they just weren't able to locate them. So Israel admitted to this first murder, uh, two victims, and then we moved to the third confirmed victim. We really only know of three for sure. There's speculation on others, which we'll talk about. The third one, though, involves 18-year-old Samantha Koenig. This took place February 1st, 2012, and this was in Israel's hometown of Anchorage, Alaska. Now, what's significant about this case is this case ultimately was Israel's demise. He was captured because of this case and he violated his rules essentially. He had rules that he would never kill in his hometown, dump a body near his hometown, and he abided by those rules up until that point. And what happened was he couldn't control himself anymore and he decided that it was time to carry out a murder of this 18-year-old Samantha Koenig. Now, Samantha was working in a small kiosk, a mobile kiosk, a little coffee shop, and Israel creeps up at night through the snow. He's masked. He apparently had ordered some coffee before, uh, before snatching her up, and then he pulls a gun on Samantha. He actually actually goes into the window and attacks her, zip ties her, and takes her away from that scene. There were surveillance cameras that actually showed bits of this. If you guys were to look online, there are cameras that, that show this part of the incident. And what we know, according to Israel, is he takes Samantha back to his own home. Now, this is the first time he had done this. Again, he just lost control. His impulse to kill just got the better of him. He takes Samantha to uh, his unattached shed that's nearby and sexually assaults Samantha. Ends up cutting her up into pieces. Now, he just leaves her there, though, for a period of time. This is about two weeks. He leaves her in the shed while he goes on a cruise. He goes on a vacation for about two weeks, comes back, and what we know from from that part is he uh, ends up 
disposing of Samantha's body about 41 miles away in a lake. It was an ice cold lake and investigators ultimately found Samantha's body. And again, it led to her capture. Now I'm going to have another video on that. I've actually done a YouTube video that explains this this uh, these mistakes that Israel made that led to his capture. You guys can always go to YouTube and subscribe to my channel on Crime Hive if you guys want more on that. And going back to this case though with the victims and talking about a potential fourth victim now. So we know there's three victims. FBI really believes that there was a fourth victim and they they don't know for sure, but this victim is 49-year-old Deborah Feldman. 48, 49, I've heard multiple reports on her age, but she lived in New Jersey. This was in Hackensack, New Jersey. April 2009, she goes missing. And what happens, uh, it, people looking into her bank accounts and activity see that everything's been seized and uh, nothing's been touched. They believe she's dead. And we know that Israel told investigators before he committed suicide that he had killed somebody in New York State and dumped their body nearby. Uh, this was in Tupper Lake. So it was about, I think it was less than an hour from where Deborah lived. So uh, we also know that Israel had property in New York. He actually owned land and a cabin in Constable, New York, a small town, really close to Canada. We know that Israel traveled through Canada uh, spent extensive time in Washington State where he lived at one point and he had admitted to murdering four others in Washington State yet we have no evidence no bodies uh, and we may never know based on um, the the current situation we just don't have enough to go off so uh, those are four more victims now there there supposedly was another victim that was murdered uh, well these are based on statements that israel told fbi so i'll just tell you these statements that he mentioned but he mentioned that he'd killed a pale-skinned woman in an older car possibly having a wealthy grandmother according to him so we don't know where that's at he also mentioned another reference in which the victim was posed to make it look like the death had been an accident so he mentions that that could be another victim we don't know anything about and then he, he did specifically mention in Texas or a surrounding state that there may be another death, but he did deny that, but he had mentioned something about that. So little statements like this, investigators are definitely combing through. We have a timeline of a lot of his rental car purchases, hotel stays, but what makes this case so complicated is if you don't know much about Israel's method of operation, I should say, he was known for traveling all over he would and what he would do is he would make a one-way have a one-way ticket to one state for example get the rental car in that state and then he would drive several thousand miles to another place that's where he may have carried out a murder and then he would drive to a whole nother location with that rental car and this could be thousands of miles away from there and then he would get another one-way ticket back home so there's so much we don't know because of how much he masked or covered up his travel. He um, has been referred to as an analog type of serial killer, not you know, not utilizing a lot of technology, paid for a lot of things in cash, and and so it's just an ongoing case, and we're going to learn more as as uh, investigators continue to dig up more leads and 
And that's why we're going to do this series and we're going to have more episodes about about Israel, who he really was. And you guys are really going to get to know him and more about these victims and these cases. And I hope you guys enjoyed this content. This is the first podcast again. This is Dev with Crime Hive. Again, I've got a YouTube channel that you guys can subscribe to and like. And let me know your guys' thoughts on this. Crime Hive. Crime Hive. True Crime Buzz.